We're in risky business. So, uh, yeah, I was telling you that being hungover when you have a child is is hell. What'd you call and it? You called child hangover? Child well, just, hangover? you're not hungover from the child. You're hungover with the child. Like, you go out and you're, you're like, uh, yeah, as a couple, whatever, you give yourself, like, each other your, your free nights. Like, yeah, do whatever you want. But that kid is going to be there one way or the other. There's what? no getting around, like... Uh, the kid not being hungover and being full of kid energy. Well, what time does the kid come and start shaking you? Well, so this was like 8 in the uh, 7.30 Telly came in with the kid. But again, they'd been up for hours already. Telly had done a great job of uh, keeping this child from from the door for two hours already. So it seems early, but for us, it's like, yeah, so she'd already done an excellent job. And then, uh, I don't know, I was watching like some anime and and, and, and her first thing was like, oh, I want to watch that. And I think Telly described it as too spicy. You know how daddy likes spicy food? Well, maybe, this, maybe this one, maybe this cartoon's a little too spicy. Wait, which, what was it? Was it like you were watching hentai? Were you watching hentai in the house? Uh, Attack on Titan? Wait, Attack on Titans. Know. Oh, I don't know what that is. is it's that a... it's giant, giants eating people. It's a big four uh, thing. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds uh, fun, actually. Yeah. What's your worst hangover experience? When, like, Oof. when you're... What, what are you worried about when you're hungover? I'm worried or, of... Or as like, a single is, man, are you allowed, like, I can no, take the I, off? What, I mean, my, my first world worry nowadays is, and especially if I have a hangover, is, oh my gosh, where's my phone? Right, right. My did phone. I lose my t- did night? I lose my yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. How did I get in the house? Where are my keys? Yeah. yeah. Um, did is like there a are, there? are my bones intact? Yeah, but it's mainly how about much money, like, how much money did I spend? How much did I yeah. spend? Let, let's look at and then, and then the other one is once you get on the phone, did did I make somebody cry on Facebook? Did I oh. was I a racist? Was yeah. did I do was a I... racist tweet? Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill, used to, Bill, who we interviewed uh, the other day, used to call it um, like the, yeah, like the, the hangover fear or something like yeah. you get the fear the next day. Yeah. It's always good to like talk to the person you were drinking with. Oh, yeah. To kind of just have like a, hey, everything's cool, right? Like we didn't, right? Everything's cool. We didn't, no, we didn't so, do anything. No, I got to a point where. We didn't in, get upset at each other. No, when, when, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was that too. Well, like checking back in. Like, yeah. did I say anything to you? Was I was I being a jerk? Did I pay the bill? Do I owe yeah. you money? Um, and the other one was like, so I just knew that I had a bad, like, stint of, like, you know, getting really drunk and then getting on, like, I don't know, social media and doing stupid stuff. So mm-hmm. I put, every night before I went drinking, I put a big dictionary on top of my laptop to remind nice. myself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you have to like be like, why is this diction? Oh right. Yeah right. I'm like I'm a drunk. Okay. Yeah. But that was like in my twenties. Uh, uh, can I ask one of the worst social media things? Oh, that you oh yes, I still remember. That, that, yeah. What was the one that caused the dictionary? 
Okay, to so go on top of the yeah, laptop. it was an old friend of mine. Uh, starts name starts with an S. I I think he was posting about um, Lord of the Rings, something really nerdy. <laughs> and I just like really went into it, and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm a nerd too. But I don't know. I said something about him being a lawyer and Lord of the Rings. I just said some really messed up things around the two things. Um, lawyer of the Rings. yeah, lawyer of the okay. Rings. What a yeah. yeah, what a nerd or something like that. Something really dumb. But then I remember writing him like you know the equivalent of Aaliyah's four page letter. Of like, hey man, I'm sorry. I was just. Oh, <laughs> it's man. okay that you're like Lord of the Rings. I don't know where I. Yeah, got yeah. I was just being a jerk, and I really respect you. <laughs> that 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 sentence has to go in there. I really respect you. I'm. I mean, you're a lawyer, man. <laughs> you're a lawyer. That's, that's Who am I? I'm, I'm just a drunk in Saigon. Who am I? <laughs> wow. All right. So that was mine. What about yours? Oh, uh, no, I, I don't really do it anymore. I didn't like a. I don't know, a decade ago mm-hmm. when Facebook was fairly new. When I was in Japan, I would like, okay, I would always come home and like post things that I thought were really profound. Okay. Like about the universe or something. Yeah, like you get that kind of drunk, prolific moment that you think is prolific. I got you. And the, that, the, the, and the, 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 what's that guy's name? The Neil, Neil, Neil deGrasse. The deGrasse moment. The deGrasse Tyson moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember then having. Uh, yeah, you know, like I would be embarrassed looking the next day, like, oh God, like what did I write? Yeah, you know, like kind of like just if you do any writing, when uh-huh. you've had a few drinks, right. you you always wake up the next day, kind of like, and you edit and you kind of look at what was good and what was shit. That right. shouldn't happen online, right? Oh, it shouldn't. Like, for everyone no, to read, no like, way. That's already that's published. No you've way. already published it. Yeah, but uh, no I remember that being the moment of me deciding I wasn't gonna really use Facebook anymore. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I do photos and things like you know, and like, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't use it as a yeah because of because of that. Yeah. That was my dictionary moment. Was just like oh god, <laughs> who is this asshole? <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of who this asshole is, what? Who are you? I'm Nathan Byerline. Oh, I'm Jimmy Tran. Hello. <laughs> and this is what the ESL uh, podcast about. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's about the making of a series. Yep. Uh, and here we discuss things like travel, Vietnam, teaching. Um, mistakes, <laughs> relationships, mistakes in relationships, <laughs> love, and relationships. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all uh, that. But jazz. focusing on on Hanoi because that's where this series takes place. Uh, so today we've got a fun one. Uh, we're gonna start our topic today is as we said about teaching. We're gonna be uh, hitting our best and worst teaching moments. Oof. So Jimmy and I have been yeah. teaching. I've been teaching now for. 13, yeah, it's got to be more than 13 years. 14 years? Was that from 2006, 14? Yeah, I'm going to say about four. I've been in the classroom 14, 16 years, like, in different roles. After school worker and then um, to science, hands-on, exploratory tour guide. Right. So a lot of good and a lot of bad moments. Um, I think, uh, all right, let's challenge each other. Like, let's do one round of one experience each, but instead of just best and worst, let's let's make it a little more challenging. Got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. In in the same vein as that Facebook uh, thing we were just talking about, uh, what is a moment that you uh, a teaching moment you wish you could take back? Where like after the class was over, you were like, oh. 
God, I wish I could erase that. But it's done. Oh. It's kind of like you've published it because you, you were in the classroom teaching. But Oof. something that was so bad, like as soon as the class was over, you just wish you could have taken it in a way, like that particular moment. I mean, the one that comes to mind right now is one of my first young learners classes when I was at ILA. ILA Vietnam, if you don't know, is one of the big chains in Vietnam. Um, a lot of, uh, yeah, it's, re- yeah it's, it's quite organized, too. I, 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 do, I do respect it. Um, but yeah, I was doing the 7.45 a.m. Saturday, Sunday mornings consecutively teaching a young learners class first time like four-year-old five-year-old also very young learners very young learners learners. basically and 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 get this nate um i didn't know about the sing song countdown um and i was just trying to teach this song without song and routine right and you can already imagine how bad that's gonna go right for yeah, four no, to five I, year olds. I, we've also both spent a lot of time observing other people. Like we've both seen <laughs> seen that a lot. Where it's like it just people trying to attack the chaos that is children. Right. Where it's like, all right, motherfuckers, <laughs> my energy versus your energy, and and you're never gonna win with that. Yeah, These are four, four they're, or five year olds. They're they're firecrackers. They got more energy than you. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were just born. You Who know. Do you think you are? They but, are uh, bright stars, and we are dimming, dying gold. Oh, dust. oh my gosh! See, 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 that's a Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse. Oh look, yeah, I got Neil deGrasse. <laughs> Neil deGrasse. That's a Neil deGrasse. Dying stars, <laughs> dying dust of Mars. All right, wh- uh, what what am I, do? slam poet? You, no, thank you. What did, what did you do that you so, want to take back? Well, I mean, I just oh, man, um, I, I, I'm trying to channel too. I'm trying to channel any moments where I was yelling at students, and I, I, I'm, I mm. think I might have like. I can't think of a moment off the top because I'm probably mentally blocking it, you know? But I'm sure there was definitely a moment or two where I was, like, yelling at the top of my lungs, you know, in in my early days of just, like, losing control in the classroom, which is what students want, like, especially... Shut up! Yeah, exactly, you know, like... But I I just, I can't remember a specific moment. Yeah, I'm sure I had Uh. plenty of those moments, but, yeah, there was, like, the... The self-preservationist in me is trying not to like channel that up, but I'm sure I've done that multiple times. But I think of that moment, and or I think of just I just remember those first couple of weeks doing that young learner class, and I, I'm pretty sure I lost control too. But I just remember when I started learning the countdown, everything changed, and that's when I started becoming a really good ESL teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. But so, no, no specific moment, but moments of kind of losing control. Of losing control and then, yeah. like, yelling and go sit in the corner. Oh, yeah, I remember one. Oh, Here I think is. it was at GLC. Here it is. Oh, good. At GLC? I think oh, it was no. at GLC. It was one student where he was just being, like, total jerk. Like, yeah. but, you know, he was being a kid. And I remember just being, like, Go and stand in the room. Yeah, I was yelling too. Um, yeah, and I, I kind of remember the details of his face, but I was being like, what I feel like was unreasonable to him when I think about it in retrospect. Yeah, he was just a kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, right? Uh, the power imbalance. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, um, I, re- I remember like kind of a similar thing uh, when I was in Japan where... 
Uh, it's something I always harken back to, especially when doing like teacher training and mm-hmm. trying to like tell like tell people not to have these moments. Um, was like uh, I don't know. The classes were a lot smaller in, in Japan, but yeah, it was like a very young learners class, like four and five year olds, and uh, yeah, there was like a table set up in the room and we're gonna be doing some board game or something anyways like they just they wouldn't listen to me they wouldn't focus and i remember i had i used to carry around this little briefcase this yeah. little, like leather briefcase and i remember kind of like putting it down on the table really um forcefully like hey <laughs> yeah like and uh you know suddenly everyone looked at me and we were a little bit nervous but yeah. i had done that and like uh I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it upset me because they were... It did. It worked, right? Suddenly they're all paying attention to you, but they're also, like, scared of you in a fear, way that... Right. Like, that's right. not respect, right? Like, that's so, just fear, right. Yeah. And that's not what you want in the, in the classroom. But, like, right. actual respect takes a lot of time and totally. a lot of effort. So, like, totally. that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're in a classroom for one class. Like, you can kind of get through, and maybe because they don't know you, they'll be nicer... Yeah. But it's like what it, it, like you said it's like it's routines and it's working hard to get their trust that like you are going to do fun things in this classroom right you do have their best interests at heart like that there's no real easy way around it right yeah it's you doing the work and being a trustworthy adult and then they will give you their trust you right um, right i mean the routines and your the consistency of your routines um and then you know and then and then they can start to see that side of you where um, that that you show that you care about the students and and so you know that with the routines uh, equals uh, classroom management effective classroom management um, you know actually thinking of that slamming ex- example that you had um, there was a point in my school's link tenure where you know especially when we were doing the um, you know the the immediate sub things where we just needed a substitute teacher and we would, you know, it'd be yeah. like that 7 a.m. check. Oh, you remember those 7 a.m. check-ins? Oh, God. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, right? And then you... Uh, did, to- did anyone call in sick today? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like one of the worst parts of the job, right? But uh, but then, yeah, it'd be like... But then I had this routine where, um, you know, I enter this new class. And and this was, these were these were some of my best moments and or my best routine um, where, you know, this, the, the class is all really noisy and raucous and it's all this noise. But what I end up doing is anytime I enter a new classroom, I actually kind of like, how do I say, kind of saunter in very slowly, slyly, in a very sly manner. Um, I'm like even like Pink Panther tiptoeing in and I'm just surveying the room. I can't tell you how creepy this is. Oh, I know. It sounds (laughs) creepy. What I like to do is. uh, Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds creepy, of course, like on description. But man, it works every single time. We're so like, like you're kind of like one of the kids in the room is. Well, well no, the so all, all the kids are just like getting all like, you know, because because every Vietnamese classroom you're entering from the front. So generally, usually. Um, but like, yeah, when, when I would enter, I would enter at a very slow speed where like all of a sudden all the all the students take notice because they're like, what? Like, cause they're all, they're all moving around frenetically. Whereas I'm just moving around like in the complete opposite of what their velocity is. Um, so I'm like walking in slow, deliberate, oh. surveying the eyes. And I also have those sunglasses. I don't know if you remember those wayfarers I always had. The ones I that do. I bought for like 3 million 
Yeah. Three million dong. That was crazy from this lady in front of the old Puku. But then, yeah, I would saunter in, and they're like, what? Who's this guy with his glasses? And then I would, like, stand up straight right in the center and then go, hello. And just speak very slowly. Um, hello. My name is Jimmy. And then I just speak really slowly. And, and then I just, I basically just control the whole room. You sound like an action hero. Well, yeah, like, no, that's, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the approach that I took where it was like, I'm talking Cruise. with these glasses, like, all right, everyone. Yeah. My name is Jimmy. Do you want to learn English? Exactly. Well, I mean, it, it. Come with me. It kind of went in that direction, actually. I, I would say it. To Play these games if you want to live. <laughs> it, well, the, and it's kind of the, actually the the uh, the machismo I brought in, or not machismo, uh, but yeah, that was that was the energy that I brought in. Was like right. it was like this action star energy, or like you know this steady Liam Liam Neeson Liam Nielsen Nielsen Liam Nielsen Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. We're, doing this a, we're doing this a lot today. Neil deGrasse. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson <laughs> almost had the references, but just not quite. Um, but, yeah, that that those that was my best routine. I'm not gonna say it's my best moment, but a yeah. lot of my best moments came from that routine. Can I ask you this? Yeah, best teaching game, your best like Oof. English game. Oof, it's gotta be it's gotta be slap the board or ba- no 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 no. Backs yeah, to the board was, is the best. Yeah. Yeah, there's day. a lot of variation you can do with it. Uh, what, so for, for those of, uh, listening that wouldn't know what back to the board backs is, to the board is what the is best. this game? So backs to the board is you have two, you, you elect, um, well, it, you split the class in two teams, and then though you elect a member of that team to go up to the board, but their back is to the board so they cannot see the board, and they're just facing their their team. Um, and then what you do as a teacher is you write in the center of the board in between the students um, a word. Um, and of course, it should be related to the lexical set that you're learning for that particular lesson. Um, yeah, you write it on there and then you say go or something like that. You initiate the conversation or the, 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 how do you say, call and response. But then, yeah, let's say the word is sponge. And then all the students cannot say the word sponge, but it's like taboo. They have to speak. Is that taboo? Where you speak around the word and you elicit the word from that elected team member that's standing up there with the bat to the board. Or if their level's lower, it could be like the two kids are doing gestures in front where the kids are. Yeah. yeah, Or or, sorry, the class is doing gestures. But yeah, it's a good game because it's easy to like vary based on the level like totally. you said either like they're describing it or they're um you know acting it or or drawing it whatever and like, it's, just, it's just it's so it's so minimal it's so easy you just go up there you and you just write a word on the board like there's no setup there's really no yeah. setup which is great yeah for Low me maker. i guess like I, i've got a couple of this type of game but uh what do we call this game bang would be my go-to game um, Ooh, so like the, the name, the name of the whole um, ESL concept when you're when you're teaching, especially like the practice phase, is trying to get the kids to speak as much as possible. Right. And I remember, and I think it's a mistake a lot of teachers make in the beginning. It's like, you know, you do Pictionary, you do a lot of games where it's like one student is doing something, and uh, yeah, everyone else is kind of 
watching and like one student answers or something like that. Right. And there are ways to vary that, but like, uh, but and I, that's how I kind of think of these games and stuff is stuff like that that you've done before. Um, but there are a lot of these things called like mingle games uh, or right. like this uh, game Bang, where it's like you, everyone's kind of active and playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bang would be like everyone's in a circle holding a flashcard, yep. right? And uh, you don't know if it's going to be your turn next. You've always got to be listening very carefully because like somebody might say your card. So like, let's say we were doing a lexical set like uh, places. Yep. So uh, somebody's got bakery, somebody's got uh, department store, somebody's right. got toy shop, whatever. Right. And we've got these cards. And uh, the ki- like, if it's your turn, you're like, I'm going to the toy shop. And as soon as you hear toy shop, if you have the card, you've got to sit down as quickly as possible. Everyone right. else is trying to shoot you and go like, bang. Uh, if Yeah. If they go bang before you sit down, uh, like, you know, they notice they, they find you basically before you realize right. like it was, it was you. Right. Uh, then, then your team loses a point. But yeah, Ooh. things like that. It's just like, yeah. Cause you're always, everyone has to be listening. Everyone has to be focused. Everyone's playing the game. Right. So like everyone's engaged. Right. And that's it. It's like, uh, but yeah, those transitions from like uh, just the games where it's like one kid in front to like games that everyone can be playing the whole time. Right. And if it was a big enough class, you do like two circles playing that game. You know, Ooh. so it's like, uh, yeah. I but, like uh, Bang. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've never done this one before. Oh, Bang's great. Dude, yeah, Bang's there, great. There, there are a lot of variations. Yeah. Um, but great. yeah, um, that kind of a game. Um, all right, it's your turn for a question. What's your what's your challenge? Ooh, challenge you? Well, just a question. Uh, just a, wait, just a question in general about about teaching. About teaching. Let's say, well, what's your favorite routine? Favorite routine. Yeah, a routine. Uh, okay. So, I don't know about favorite. Uh, but yeah, okay. So the effective the routines, routine. Yeah, yeah. The 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 routines that like um that I established that work really well. Um, yeah, I guess the, the biggest game changer for me is like end of class routines. Uh, mm. There's a lot of stuff about people coming in and like, you know, you kind of set up the board and how things are going to go. But there is a tendency uh, that a lot of people have of like, and this is the feeling, I guess, of surviving a class versus being confident enough to know like you're doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's like, uh, don't just end the cla- class as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you need a couple minutes to do it right. Right. And, uh, like, for, especially for young learners, but even teens, like, kind of going through, like, what you learned that day. Yeah. And, and letting them have the moment of, like, all right, so what did we learn today? And, like, right. you can kind of go through the aims that you, maybe you put up on the board already, like, your objectives for that uh, right. particular lesson to kind of go, like, did we do this? Like, yeah, okay. Like, what, what things did we, like, what words did we learn? Like, right. um, going through mistakes that you may have put on the board, but just like taking the moment to do that. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's the difference of like, you try to survive a class and be like, oh, okay, God damn, it's done. Thank, right, thank right, right. God, get out of here. Kids. That's always versus the worst. You, yeah, versus you being like, exactly. Versus the, like that is like, you have control of the class. Right, and right. it's like, well, we're not quite done yet. We've got to, uh, we've got to think about this. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and I think, yeah, definitely like the, what do you call that? The checkout, the exit ticket. Um, yeah. Especially with like. Yes, exit ticket. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah. 
what what, what do, you, do you do exit tickets well uh i like true well I've, i like truly learned about that or that terminology um when we're doing zoom this year so so we started doing that more in zoom I, i've been doing it less because i've been lazy about it but uh, but yeah we were doing that for a while where um uh yeah with some of my classes i would do exit tickets and you know they have to write something in the chat like one thing they learned um but uh yeah no that's what we were doing exit tickets um yeah and i think just with like to have this class where you're not rushing out i think another important part that especially like um for you know beginner teachers is over planning it's good to over plan and um uh, over planning lessons and just coming up with one or two activities even after the fact um just in case but that also can help out uh you know especially for teachers that um you know are scared about like trying to get to the end of the hour but yeah yeah, i just wanted to mention that yeah you still need to be yeah um careful like your choices of like what activities you're gonna do because like sometimes you over plan and then you just like you like well i guess we didn't get to the main point of the lesson today yeah yeah but making good decisions about what to choose from the over planning too i guess yeah yeah should we go on to uh you uh, should we to get to work let's get to work let's get to work hey all right all right jimmy let's get to work let's get to work So today's all about deadlines, and uh, deadlines. Jimmy is going to throw a cold, refreshing glass of water Here on my go. face. Here we go. Here's so, the... uh, what, what's, yeah, all right, so I, I got to be, in, in all honesty, like, I, I went out, I had a few too many drinks last night. And that That's happens, and it's okay, and it's okay. It, it, it totally, it a... happens a lot in Vietnam. It's been a couple weeks of like holiday, and yep. so you know, been traveling around, doing stuff, and like yeah, you know, people are excited to get vaccinated. Are yeah. you, did you get vaccinated yet? Hey, uh, no, man, the, the rollout here is horrible. But like, uh, no. you know, and, uh, and and the podcast became uh, less of like the primary focus, right. and uh, you know, time 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 to get our time to get our shit together. So Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, on the other hand, has been working very hard and. And thus the the shaming and the cold water that's yes. about to get thrown in my face. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, uh, life is all about cycles. Um, sometimes we're on it, we're on the horse, if you will, uh, and then sometimes we meander. We're it's a it's an ebb and flow. Um, but yeah, but let's. What what have your concerns been, though? Like well, you said, you had so, a feeling last week where you're like, hmm. Yeah, well, okay, so we, we had an uh, interview that fell through, and that's totally cool. Um, you know, that happens. Um, I mean, it's just a weird, crazy time in human history. Um, but yeah, I just felt like, you know, we we're, yeah, so we we're working on the script for a couple of weeks, and then we had these interviews lined up, and then, um, and then that fell through, and then, wait a minute, are we focused on the podcast? Wait, what about the series? And it's kind of like getting all jumbled up. Um, and so I wanted to go back to the basics of um, looking at our script, even in the show, um, you know, the show that we're the series that we're working towards, what the ESL, not the podcast, but actually the script. Um, and so I started looking at, um, well, of course, the institutes or I'm sorry, the, the writing workshops that, uh, well, the Sundance one we originally applied for like uh, years ago, 
um, and then what that deadline was, and then looking at this other film independent deadline. And I mean, basically just, I mean, deadlines as a way to ground, you know, what we're doing and to focus us to, you know, what, what our original goal, um, you know, for this podcast and this series is. Um, so yeah, so I was looking at those deadlines, but then also realizing too, that with these deadlines, which actually fall on the second week of February, um, funny enough, both of them. So I wonder what the timing is with that. That's interesting. But um, these two deadlines being next year, because, you know, we missed that. Uh, we missed, of course, February this year. But, I mean, not necessarily because we weren't aiming for this year. We were just getting this started. No, um, we just started talking yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like no need to rush that. But then, so we're in this, what I guess you'd call it rocking, or this weird place where this deadline is for February of next year, which is a lot of time. But, I mean, and if you ask any writer or creator, a lot of time for a deadline is, I would argue, is actually not the greatest thing in the world. No, um, yeah, because it's because you have that feeling of there's a lot of time. There's a like, lot of time. Oh, well, I don't have yeah. to worry about that now. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know what? I'll just get on the PlayStation for a couple months. And, well, that's, right. that, that's, that's what ends up happening. And so... So I think with and you know and just knowing myself or just and knowing you know deadlines in general, it's like we have all this time, but let's not work like we have a lot of time, because I mean and you know actually and I think another thing which is realistic for um, you know for us, you know we're like you know we're we're late thirties somethings you know Nate Nate's dad, um, you know and I you know we both have full time jobs too and. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, teenagers. We're not, we're not 20 somethings and we don't have a lot of time in the world. And so, and so I actually think it's a good thing where we should look at it like not that we have until February, but that, you know, we only have a couple months cause especially, you know, in our, our age, uh, at our age and experience or, or rather our responsibilities, <laughs> We could die at any moment. We can, oh, yeah, sorry. That was, like, totally the weird way to frame it. In, in our age. In our age. <laughs> oh, yeah, more of, like, all the responsibilities that we do have as Might older have adults. a fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boulder falls on us. COVID-20. We have COVID-20. <laughs> but, yeah, but things do come up where it's like, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, November, December, and January gone, and then February hits. So I think it's better to always err on the side of caution or, you know, we have until February technically, but yeah. let's look at it more like, actually, no, we have until the middle of summer. Well, I've got a couple of things to kind of blow that idea out of the water, yeah. which is, uh, one, that's the uh, that's the, the deadline of when it has to be in, right? Right, right. When is the earliest they're accepting? Ooh. Submissions. That, I don't know. Huh? It might, right? actually. Do you want, you want to be the true. kid that comes in, like, uh, just before the end with this, like, sloppy uh, paper yeah, that he's throwing down? Like, oh, I got it, teacher. Do you, you want to be, be the, the you, smart the, the kid, kid with like, the bow tie. Yeah, exactly. The kid exactly. with the bow tie. So that's you know, one. The kid that, right? you know, that has already watched the sex ed videos. Oh, 
He knows about sex. He knows about yeah. sex. He's been doing it all the time. This kid, with this himself. kid fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> I was going to John Oliver. You can watch Silicon Valley. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, the, oh, 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 the yeah, John yeah, Oliver yeah, one. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he, got that, like, he got that from Silicon Valley. This wolf fucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, when you say that about a kid with a bow tie, does have a certain stigma that you can't really. I go back oh to my the God. teaching moment thing. Now, that's the thing I wish I could take <laughs> take back. That Sorry, every time I think, I, of, I think of bow ties now, I think of Tucker Carlson, so. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. I was God. thinking about ironically pulling out a bow tie, but yeah, definitely not anymore. You're absolutely oh, right. Gosh. Tucker Ugh. Carlson. Gosh. Um, anyway. Sorry about that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's one is that like uh, deadline. For submissions doesn't mean the earliest we could submit. Right, totally. Two, um, these are arbitrary deadlines. Like right. again, the goal is to uh, get this created in a workspace, right? right? Or sorry, like to get this out in the world, right? So like we could be pitching it to uh, agents uh, right. or uh, smaller, like kind of like we could be making trying to do like a web series, right. like sort of thing, like which then might get launched in a bigger show. Like there are a lot of different deadlines or deadlines that don't even exist it's just like it's when you submit you submit right so like i think i think the biggest thing is like not getting so focused on uh those two dates that you'd set right and potentially the first thing we should do and maybe this is what we are doing today a little bit is having a clear goal in mind like totally. what i was saying like well our goal is to get this out in the world so that was like but what I does that even mean like out yeah. in the world right well yeah so like it has I to come in free, some kind of forms like a mission statement of yeah. sorts. Like, yeah. what is our goal? Uh, so, like, let's try and do it in like a like three sentence sort of thing. How do you feel about that? Uh, sure. I think that's yeah. That's a great start. Um, are we let's let's form this three sentencing right now. Let's Should we freewheel it. Um, well, all right. So you let's let's go big and then we'll 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 chisel away at it. So, what is your goal with this? series the goal for this series is to get one season of this on uh tv or more um well more to the times on a streaming okay so is it tv or is it just it's being broadcast somewhere to a large audience being broadcast somewhere to a large audience and it uh would preferably be video but it could also exist as an audio podcast okay but so getting this uh, broadcast as a series uh, to a large audience. Yeah. By video. Let's shoot for video, right? Because both. Video. I think we both wanted that. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's And it's more interesting. Right? Okay. But, so, I mean, yeah. Not to say that podcasts aren't interesting. They, of course, they definitely are. So. All right. So to define that sentence a little bit further. So you said this. Uh, so th- what is the this? So that like you're talking about the series, but what yep. do you want this series to be, and what is the goal in doing the series? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so like this series being like the story of Stephen and Summer, but y- yeah. What, but what more... is the motivation? Like what? Do, like what? Do yeah. We, what do we want in creating this? Right? Like what is the goal? Like we want it to be funny. Yeah, I mean, like a funny. Um, a funny, interesting um, uh, reflection, encapsulation of why we 
love living in Vietnam so much, and 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 the expat life um, in Vietnam, um, okay, or so just the ex- life. Yeah, but a lot about the lifestyle because that involves the teaching and the being in Vietnam and stuff. All right, we're close right. to getting a sent like a a thing here. Yeah, uh, and, and, let and, me open up something I can type, which isn't going to be great for the audio yeah. of this. But, and uh, and also too, I I like that little that this this subline of celebrating teaching and the the profession of teaching. Um, because I yeah, when I think about it, I don't know, perhaps uh, I haven't seen like other yeah, I need to watch like education TV shows, but not many come off the top where we talk about uh, teaching. Or at least for me right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There was um, there's a British series that Tally made me watch. I only watched like one episode though; it wasn't very good. But yeah. she said it was kind of famous. Uh, it's called Teachers. Oh. Um, but we we should maybe watch it. It's a British uh, sitcom from the '90s. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So what I've got right now for a mission statement is. What the ESL aims to be a series broadcast to a large audience. Uh, aims to be a video series, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aims to be a, all right. So, what the ESL aims to be a video series broadcast to a large audience uh, and strongly conveying. Wait, not strongly conveying. Uh, encapsulating? Encapsulating. Encapsulating the expat experience. Expat teaching experience? Yes. In Hanoi, Vietnam, we hope to... Uh, to celebrate not only Vietnam well not not only the ex- I would say Vietnam not only the or wh- what are you thinking so so far we've got what the ESL aims to be a video series broadcast to a large audience because again like us focusing on that is like large audience if we could just be alright so web series whatever like whatever like there are a lot of different eight like places to go it doesn't have to be the sundance institute right yeah right um to to meet that goal right uh and encapsulating the expat teaching experience in hanoi vietnam right which is the main thing we hope to celebrate uh i I guess what i want to talk about is like about uh showing off hanoi yeah actually yeah i was gonna say just like of what life is like in vietnam now yeah, we hope to celebrate Hanoi, right? Yeah. Or is that weird? Uh, no, I think that's, I mean, to celebrate uh, life and living in, in Hanoi. I guess we already did that, though, with the teaching experience in Hanoi, Vietnam. Mm. Is that, did we already do it? Is there, all right, so in our goal, like, I know you, like, so the, the Stephen character, uh, a lot of it, like, he came to Vietnam to... Um, to reconnect with, uh, to connect with like uh, you know, uh, this culture that he didn't really right. have before. And we we had the conversation the other day where you were talking about uh, being curious of like what it would be like to like 
live in a place where you weren't uh, different. Yeah. Right. So, like, uh, given right. those, given those kind of things, like, is there anything uh, involving identity that is intrinsic to this mission that we're doing? Um. Well, yeah, I, I mean, so I keep thinking of Steven's thing as being, you know, it's because it's about him exploring what it's what it what does it mean to be Vietnamese exactly. Um. Hmm. All right, so it will explore different identities. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could say that too. Like, um, that and what it means to be Vietnamese. What What does it mean to be Vietnamese? What does it mean to be an American? Um, what does it mean to be a global citizen? Ooh. Boom, baby. Yeah. What is that? We'll explore what, what, different identities and what it means to be a global citizen. Yeah. And what it means to be a global I mean, citizen. And, and then also exploring the concept of home. Like, well, what, uh, what is home like to uh, an American? And can you find home in another country? And, the, you know, that at the core of what being an expat is. But, yeah, what, what, is, what is home? Um, and, can, and can home be somewhere somewhere else or can be right. home be everywhere they always talked about like uh when friends was coming out was the idea of the families was like kind of a new concept mm. obviously it had been happening forever but it became this like term of like uh you know uh this friend group that is like your family right um was it's so, like we, we kind of are explaining it's like yeah like that but like a, i guess similar to like a family thing but like right. a uh but yeah uh making a home someplace right. other yeah well i, I guess I, that still kind of goes under the identity thing a little bit I, I know what you're saying i'm trying to think of like a, a yeah. term that would encapsulate well i mean so let's look at it a bit from our our american perspective nate like you know because you know we're we're both americans um you know you're white i'm vietnamese um and then you know we have like uh and you know being american you have immigrants and refugees that come to america and, you know, there's always been this racism or anti-immigrants kind of sentiment sometimes. And it's interesting because, like, you and I and a lot of our friends, we all lived in Vietnam. We went to this place or back to this or, well, we went to this place. Like, I wasn't even born there. But we went to this place where we did a reverse thing and we tried to get into the shoes. We went into the shoes of what it's like to be this immigrant, like, or rather this expat in this other country and then also like going on this i would say i would say empathetic journey of like well what is it like to be an immigrant in another country or to be a foreigner um you know i mean of course i don't think we were think we had that mission necessarily but it is this yeah interesting exploration of that too of like yeah what and so what what does it mean to be like you know when immigrants come to america like oh I'm an American or this is my home now. Whereas for us as expats, we went to Vietnam and we're like, yeah, we're, we're expats. What does that mean exactly? And what does it mean? Can we live here? And can we call this home? And, you know, like, and for example, like you and Tally and, and a lot of our friends have called it home, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting exploration of home too. I think. 
the, the series. Right. So for now, then yeah. I just threw in a little bit to kind of uh, to get what you were saying. So yeah. all right, so our mission statement at this point would be. It's weird that we're doing this mission statement now, but we kind of we've talked yeah. about this before. But it's like um, I've been doing this with a couple other projects. That, like it yeah. is really, I feel like it is really important right. to have down because totally. it, it helps you clarify your goal, but also right. like everyone that's involved in the project, like totally. make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah, because um, right, because I you know it's not I d- I don't or at least me I know I like I would I would comfortably say that me and you aren't just starting this, you know, have not been working on this series to, you know, just have a series for a series sake. But, you know, it's ultimately to say something about, you know, our experience and what that means. Exactly. And so, like, that's the thing. It's like, what are we... What's our yeah, message, right? Or, yeah. What are we trying uh, to get so, at? What are we trying so, to show? what the ESL aims to be a video series broadcast to a large audience. So it's one way or the other, right? Yep. Uh, and encapsulating the expat teaching experience in Hanoi, Vietnam. Right. It will explore different identities, which we, we're trying to represent a lot of different people <clears throat> within the series, like that have different backgrounds. And like, so we, we both kind of said we wanted more of like the teaching assistants involved and like we needed more uh, Vietnamese perspectives. So I think, uh, yeah. but yeah, so exploring different identities, I think is an uh, important thing for both of us. Yeah. The concept of home, right? Because right. uh, I think you nailed something there with, like, that, uh, yeah, trying to decide, like, what a home country even means anymore, right? Right, right, right. Um, so the concept of home, right? Because, like, he's coming there to kind of search for this thing that he didn't have in the States, but maybe he realizes it's no different. Because he ends up hanging out in the expat community a lot anyway, so it's not, like, necessarily, right. you it's, know. It's, it's almost like what what does home mean in a a globalized world now and what it means to be a global yeah and then yeah and what it means to be a global citizen because then that's yeah um because i i remember both of us having this um conversation quite a few times but just about the like how weird nationhood is now right right? and especially with this covid19 uh epidemic thing it's like well, with the vaccine rollout, we're kind of definitely seeing it, right? Like, yeah. so that uh, suddenly every everyone's borders are really tight and, like, national identity is really important. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, it's just a, it's an imaginary line drawn on right. a map. Like, right. uh, especially with like, a place like America that has so many different cultures living in it. It's like, what do you mean? Like, w- when you make this arbitrary line of, like, when people can and can't come right. in and who is American and who's not. Right. Or, like... Um, but then the rest of the world, like, I would say the same. So, like, you could kind of go with, like, Vietnam. It's like, well, it's largely ethnocentric, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's Vietnamese people. Are, but that's not completely true either, right? There are large uh, groups of, like, uh, ethnic minorities here. Right. Of, like, the, the Hmong people. And stuff, like, like, where it's, like, there are, they exist, right? But you kind of, um, these marginalized groups that you just don't really think of when you think of Vietnam. Totally. So, and, and, yeah. Uh, but they're Vietnamese, so they're in that uh, crux and I would also make the argument now that Vietnam uh, as it's becoming more developed like it is now uh, is becoming more of like a grown up city that has a lot of people living and working here that aren't just Vietnamese yeah. citizens yeah so it's kind of going through that phase a little bit but like any any country right it would be like that it's like who right. who are you 
and yeah. like what do these lines mean so like yeah i don't know so global citizenship um i think is a huge thing uh right for me right right about this like where it's like yeah it's to stop thinking about uh things in these small Right. I don't think we can afford to as a world anymore, right? It's not we're not going to make it if we are thinking that way, right? I mean, we're teaching our kids that. You know, it's uh, I think what's interesting too about, especially speaking about our expat journeys in Vietnam, was you know we, we did we ended up taking the road less traveled, um, you know that life less ordinary. But then the interesting thing is that now in twenty twenty, this is like a new kind of normal which is fascinating right like that that now you know it that it's so easy to like fly and because of globalization that you can live in this other country um and uh yeah just have this life there now because we're all exposed to each other because of the internet and um you know free market economies but um yeah i don't know it's uh yeah, we went the road less traveled, but it's actually the new normal, mm-hmm. or a new normal. Yeah, the where working remote is more than normal, right? Like, yeah. So it's always this thing you were like, oh man, if I could just get a remote working job, it's like now most people are just doing that's. that's and yeah, especially right. COVID right now, it's like yeah. whoa, it's and that's accelerated. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think a big part of this is exploring what, what what the ESL explores what home is in 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 a globalized economy um, yeah hey yeah you know what that sound was what was that, that sound? Was the sound that was the sound of your 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 hand slapping my face oh Thanks, Jimmy. you're welcome hey Nate anytime we'll get another uh, round we'll get another round <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this is I'll been, start doing uh, jazz dances like Virgo Mortison. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. What a great scene. Wasn't that a great scene? Oh. I mean, just, I mean, all right. So we're just going off another round because <laughs> another round is a really good film. By the way, you should watch it's the It's okay. The director. It? director has a you're really, young. Dude, the yeah. director. I used to hate that song, but suddenly I kind of like it <laughs> after well, that movie. Watch the director's, um, his, uh, his speech about winning. It'll touch oh. you. It'll touch you. Oh. It'll touch you. Hey, well, I'm Nathan Byerline. I'm Jimmy Tran. And this has been uh, What the ESL. Uh, if you have a question for us or something you'd like uh, to like us to, like, to touch on uh, in this series, uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook at, uh, at What the ESL. Uh, or you can send us an email at What the ESL. Uh, or, sorry, <laughs> gmail.com. Um, how else could they get a hold of us, Jimmy? Uh, did we talk about Twitter? Yeah, you can go on Twitter. our Twitter. We can go on our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the ESL. We yeah. got that too. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, an icon of a sassy uh, young Hanoian woman. That's us. If you find that, you've come <laughs> to the right place. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, you guys uh, have, a, have, a, have a lovely week. Get vaccinated. All right. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye.